0: Hey guys, it's Hearts of Men. We are back and I'm grateful to be here. It is Monday morning, so a shout out to all of you out there. I hope you're doing well today. And I hope that you are thriving and not just surviving. Talking about survival, so I'm going to share a little bit about My experience over the last few days, this podcast is designed to be a space and a place for men to come together, to be encouraged, to be provoked, inspired, and challenged in our journey of pursuing authentic manhood. And so the issues that we talk about in the episodes are designed to be relevant, raw, and real to your life and hopefully motivate you, hopefully encourage you, hopefully allow you to think about yourself differently, allow you to think about others, even your own family, and especially God. And so we'll continue to put these out as I get fresh revelation and information and insight into my own life. You know, I often sit here and think that I can only share about my experiences. I can only share about what I've been through. Each of you have a unique story. Each of you can share what you've been through. The older you are, the more stories, the more sort of uh, um, the more you have in your tool belt that you can share with others, experiences, wisdom, what to do, what not to do the difficulties of life, the trials of life, all those kind of things. And so it's this is a, a space where we can respect one another because each stage of your life is significant. Each place that you're at, you can only be where you are. If you're 20 years old, you can't act like a 40-year-old. If you're 45, you've been 20 once, and you might still remember what that was like. So be merciful, be gracious to those that are younger than you. <laughs> and um, hey, if you're in your 60s, uh, 70s, we need you. We need the, the grandfathers, the fathers, the wise, white-haired men of wisdom, the sages, those that have walked through the, ris- the rivers of life. Rizzers that's not really a word is it so let me tell you a little about my journey over the last few days and the reason that I'm calling rivers rizzers <laughs> i set out on thursday with my boys for an epic camping adventure with another good friend of mine and his boys and we set out to ozark national forest beautiful if you've never been there i encourage you to go there 17 18000 acres of wilderness and um, this particular area we were going to was called the Big Piney Wilderness Area or Wildlife Area, whatnot. And we um, tried a couple of different destinations at first as we were driving about on Thursday looking for a good spot to, uh, to hunt. Uh, my friend and his boys are turkey hunters, and so they wanted to check out a couple of areas that would be great for that, as well as fishing and of course, a great camping spot that we could just, uh, be next to some trails and hike. And, uh, I knew that we would be off the grid. I knew that we would be, and have little, uh, cell phone reception, but I did not realize just how off the grid we would be. As we descended into the valley below, um, several miles from off of the highway seven and, uh, kind of 30 miles from any kind of little town on either side. And uh we found a great spot. In order to get to the spot, we had to cross Hurricane Creek. And anytime you hear a name like Hurricane Creek, you got to wonder, is there a reason they call this thing the hurricane? <laughs> it was a beautiful spot. And we all felt, you know, We're going to get a little bit of rain on Friday, but three quarters of an inch shouldn't be too bad. And so we crossed over the creek and um, it was a little bit hairy crossing over and the truck I had, my friend's truck was a bigger truck and so he didn't have much issues, but we crossed over nonetheless and we found a great spot about a half a mile down after we crossed on the dirt road and uh, we came to the other section of the, the, the creek, some beautiful rapids and just a just a beautiful, beautiful, clear blue water. Um, and the road couldn't go any further at that point. And the Creek was, was raging, uh, at that side of it. And so we knew that we needed to find a camping spot a little bit higher up and we found a great spot set up camp and began our adventure. And we were completely, uh, unplugged and completely off the grid for ended up being uh three nights and four days. And um we had some great adventures, obviously exploring and fishing and catching smallmouth bass and uh my friends uh going out hunting early mornings and looking for turkey. I didn't get anything but saw several and uh just being together being with my sons being with my boys was, was awesome and having to just brave some of the cold and some of the wet and um, just experience life in a whole different way than what we're used to. It's been years since I've had any kind of experience like this. And sad to say, it's not a regular part of my life uh, camping or the outdoors. And in that sense, I love the outdoors. We do a lot of day trips. We do a lot of mountain biking. We do a lot of hiking, but camping, uh, for days. And, um, you know, it's not something that I've done for, for years. And so my boys have never experienced this long of a, of a trek together. And, uh, so, um, Friday night, the rains came and came and came, and it rained all night. And by morning, when we woke up, the uh, the creek, the Hurricane Creek, had probably risen um, an extra two feet um, at least. And so when we set out, uh, I set out actually to drive back to the area that we crossed over and realized that there is no way that we're going to exit. There's no way that we can get out. And uh, so we were... We were stuck. We were landlocked in, and um, I was set out to head back on Saturday. I had church on Sunday. Thankfully, I had a speaker set up before I left just in case, but I had no way of communicating with my wife. And here's the thing for the first day, you know, actually, it was hard for me to not, it was like detox being unplugged and not having any access to anything um on my phone um and especially to communicate with my wife we communicate regularly um i check in throughout the day and she checks in and it's just one of the things that we do um and so that was weird um for the first day i struggled being unplugged i struggled not being able to check certain things social media etc and but by the second day, it grew on me and I just settled in, settled into going, man, has it really been years and years since I've gone for any length of time without my cell phone in my pocket? Um, checking notifications, checking Instagram, Facebook, news, whatever whatever it is or just texting, calling people, emails. You name it—just the stuff that we do, the stuff that you do on your computer, in your pocket every day—and it was, it became life-giving. It became uh, over those those three, th- three, four days. It actually became uh, something that was really valuable to me, and I, I just uh, felt like the God was doing a deeper work inside of me by removing some of these, these crutches or some of these things that I have maybe found my, my validation in. Um, and uh, do you find your validation sometimes in how many people like your Facebook post or, or respond to your Twitter message or uh, your Instagram, you know, whatever it is. And I feel like that we, we now live in a world where, where people are seeking validation um, online only um, and they're looking for, uh, for relationship. And yet it it never satisfies. It never really meets you. You can't, you can't ever really get validated from somebody that you don't know. If you have thousands of followers, if you have, you know, you're trying to build your Instagram account and become an influencer. And it's all about right. As many people as you can get. And, the weird reality is, is that you are not known, and all you see is a name on your screen, and uh, they can see you and know you to a degree from your videos that you post. But, but really, it's not the same as being intimately known. It's not the same as being validated um, by real friends and real people that know you um, deeper than what you can portray on the screen and anyhow so um unplugging and being off the grid was truly refreshing in so many ways i can't tell you just the sound of the the raging rapids the sound of the waterfalls the sound of of the birds the you know just the fact that there was no other civilization around for those days uh, outside of ourselves and just the communication around the fire, the stories we told, the jokes we told, the memories, um, all the things, you know, the, the preparing food together, having to rely on this fire, having to rely on on, on staying dry and, and keeping warm. And, and it was just uh, sleeping was, was an adventure and it was not easy uh, to sleep out there, but um, we did get a few hours of sleep, I guess, every night. So uh, I want to talk just a little bit, you know. Out of this, I think that I realized some of my own insecurities and some of my own fears. Of being unplugged, the fear of um, being stuck, the fear, the fear of of being isolated, you know, the fear of being alone, the fear of the the woods at at night, you know, just um, the fear of being yeah yeah being being alone and having to face myself my own thoughts having to face when all of these other sort of crutches or all even people uh, even ministry um have sort of at times validated me and it was a it was a deep soul searching time obviously i wanted to reconnect with my boys at a deeper level i wanted to Just be able to see them unplug as well from YouTube or from, you know, just the the norm of their life and to see them come alive and to see them just go out into the woods and explore and find things and, and enjoy fishing. And, you know, my 13 year old, it was his first time to ever kill his own fish and have to gut and clean and fillet the fish and then fry it over the the fire and eat it you know it was just it was great it was just great to see him as I have been wanting to help initiate him into a young manhood as a 13 year old and uh, just my eight-year-old seeing him come alive in so many different ways and and so it was like there was moments where it felt so primal and it felt so good uh, to be, away from all the noise, all the noise of, of civilization and what, what we've made our world. Um, and, and so many people are dependent on all of this, all these forms of, of digital communication. And uh, anyhow, so, so just dealing with some of those insecurities that, that came up was, was really good for me. Uh, dealing with some of the areas um, that i have been afraid and sometimes fears are foolish or they feel foolish but it doesn't matter how foolish they are to someone else is the fact is is they're they're real to you you know if you're afraid if you're insecure about something that's real to you and that's significant that's important there's a reason that that's there there's a reason you feel a certain way and it's not always easy to understand. It's not always easy to, um, to know why those things come up and, um, yeah, why certain things get, uh, get, get revealed inside of you. Um, yeah, but nonetheless, um, being unplugged revealed some of my deeper insecurities and some of my Deeper fears. And I really was able to enter into a place of finding my full validation in the Father, you know, and in the Creator, and being able to communicate with Him and just reaching out and and saying, Man, I I love you, God, you know, um, I need you you're the only one I have when all else is sort of, you know, not there. And when no one else is there, when all the things I normally depend on, aren't there, you truly are enough. You truly satisfy me. And that was a really good place to be. It was just a place of being stripped down. Um, what is, what it felt like. And, uh, you know, and, and he, Just taught me different things, and one day actually was on Saturday because the rains came, the 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 creek rose high, as I said, and so we could not cross back over. And I told my wife would be back on Saturday, and so I began to get worried. Like you know what, she um has not heard from me in two days, which is the first time in probably our whole marriage. I I mean, I've been away from her for maybe like a, a a day or two at the most, but I've always had you know we've always texted or called and. You know, and here it is—just uh, 48 hours. You know, and she's heard nothing, uh, or more than 48 hours. You know, she's heard nothing from me, and she's think- she's she she's thinking I'm 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 back. You know, or I should be back by now. Um, so, we made the decision to cross the the creek, the Hurricane Creek, which had become a raging river at this point. And so we crafted some pretty big sticks some or pretty big uh, you know tree limbs that we could stabilize ourselves. me and and another friend, uh, a dear brother, um, decided to go with me. We were gonna hike up this out of this mountain and uh, there was a little sort of general store with with two old gas pumps, you know, at, at the at the top where we came in. And so we we knew that there was something up there um like as i said the only thing within 30 miles on either direction and uh so i said well if we can climb up to the top and get there maybe we can find signal or maybe they'll they'll have a landline we can use and so i set out and you know this adrenaline kind of began to just flow through me like uh, this adrenaline of like i gotta get to my wife i gotta communicate to her you know I was, you know, I was missing her to a degree, um, but I also felt like I didn't want her to be worried. You know, um, I didn't want to not communicate with her um, that afternoon that she thought I should be back by now. She's not heard from me because it would have been a whole nother day. And by that time, even by Saturday night, she would have been really worried and uh, really concerned and who knows what else. So in my heart, because I love my wife and because I value her and because I want her to know that I was safe and her boys were safe. So we set out, we crossed this river, and it was just like this, my manhood just came out, you know. I just, something kicked in, and it was not a, it wasn't even like a challenge, you know. I would even use the stick, the staff, whatever you want to call it, you know, and I should have parted the waters had I had enough faith. But I just plowed right through this Hurricane Creek, and I remember my two buddies were lo- behind looking at going, whoa, bro, you just... You just charge that thing, you know, and, and we then proceeded to, to, to just climb at, out this, this steep road and, and hike up to the top. I think my, my, uh, my Fitbit said, you know, we, we did 90 flights of stairs or something like that. <laughs> Normally I, maybe I'll get my goal of 10 flights of stairs in a day. Right. Or, uh, my steps are usually about, um, eight, 9,000 steps a day. When we got back down, it said we had done 27,000 steps and 90 flights of stairs and climbed up three miles, um, out and got to the top. And thankfully the little general store was open and was able to make a few calls and finally got a hold of my wife and let her know we're okay. And we'll be a day late. Um, but the waters should recede by the morning. (sighs) Ah, and so I felt better, got back down to camp and, um, you know, we spent an extra, extra night. And then that day we're able to pack up and was able to get towed across the Creek. It was still higher, but thankfully we, uh, we made it across and made it back. And, um, I just, this experience and I'm sharing this experience because it's fresh and there's a number of takeaways, you know, and when we unplug And when we put our cell phones down and we put all the other things that we do or or, or, and we just ask the question, you know, who am I being validated by? Where am I finding my acceptance? Where am I finding my validation? Where am I finding my security? What is my security in? And I want to challenge you as a man, because I think that it's easy, you know, uh, we can have our toys and we can find validation in our our guns. We can find validation in what we do, our jobs, and all those things are great to a degree. But at the end of the day, when all is stripped away, you know, do you find your validation? Do you find your security? Do you find your confidence, you know, over your fears in God, in the Father? in his son and it was so beautiful some of you have seen the chosen episodes i highly encourage you to watch those if you haven't and i just a lot of those episodes just show jesus walking out with his disciples and just spending time by the fire spending time talking and uh just depicting um his humanity and the fact of how much he valued those that he was around and and loving them but also being on a mission and having to to, to do things and accomplish things. Right. And, and, and it was such a, a picture for me, even this, this last few days of just having time to be with my friends and be with my sons in a way that normally does not happen. And the conversations that we had and, uh, the prayer times and, and all of those things was just really rich. Um, and so, yeah, but, you know, by the end of the trip, I just felt mentally refreshed, physically worn out, even emotionally worn out a bit but spiritually and mentally refreshed. And uh, so I pray in some way that um, you would find grace to unplug, even if it's for half a day. Um, Maybe your cell phone has become too, maybe you're grabbing it when you wake up first thing in the morning and it's what you have when you go to bed. And I just encourage you to to even try uh, half a day, try a few hours at first, maybe then try a whole day where you don't use your cell phone where you shut it off and you just put it down especially for you fathers Um, if you're like me it's been a distraction at times from even communicating with my kids from engaging with them in a way that um they really need and it's sad it was really sad that i've allowed that to happen it's really sad that i've allowed this little stupid device which yes we need it in some ways but i've allowed this this digital screen become a hindrance to my relationships at times, to my own family. And if you can relate to that, I I, I strongly urge you, go out into the wilderness, go camping, get into a place where you're off the grid, you know, unplug, (laughs) whatever you got to do to find yourself, to find who you really are and who God really is, who the creator really is, the one that made you, that made all these things and that made us to, to thrive, to made us, you know, it's like, yeah. So yeah, I bless you guys. And, um, in your journey and your pursuit, uh, your pursuit of life and the abundant life, I pray that in some way that something today that I've shared would encourage you and would give you some, uh, not just uh, my story or my experience, but hopefully some things to think about in your own story, in your own experience as you unplug, as you um, get into the wild and of your own soul and your own heart with God and find out who you really are and find out how much He longs to validate you. He wants to be the one to speak those things, to speak those words to you, to tell you how much He loves you. To tell you that He accepts you, no matter what you've done, no matter how many times you've messed up. You know, some of you are still messing up. Some of you are are doing things that have perpetuated shame, and there's just this circle of shame, right? This crazy cycle of of falling and stumbling into certain sins, and then, you know, saying you're sorry, and then happening happening again and again. And, and and I can relate to that. I've had seasons like that in my own life, and I just think that you know when. We remove all of the obstacles and all we can see is ourself <laughs> being faced with the creator, being faced with what do I really believe about God? What do I really feel and believe right now is to be true? Because in my experience right now, I, I feel afraid. I feel insecure. I feel shameful. I feel hurt. I feel abandoned. I feel rejected. I feel distant. I feel, you know, and and as you begin to speak those things out. The Father loves to come and embrace you. He loves to just be by your side and, and and pour back into you as you empty yourself out to Him. And all those insecurities and all those fears get surfaced. He loves to fill you back up with truth, to give you tools to overcome, to give you tools to, you know, that you don't have to stay oppressed by the enemy. You don't have to stay beaten down, that you can actually rise up, that you can actually get out of the valley you can actually cross the raging river you can actually scale the mountains with with little to no effort you know because the adrenaline of the father is in you you got to reach him you got to contact him you got to get up you got to say for love i have to talk to my father i have to talk to the lover of my soul i need to let them know that i'm here i need to i need to be known. I need. Them to hear my voice, you know, and that was so symbolic for me. That whole experience of of needing to talk to my wife, it was like God was saying that this is a picture of you pursuing me, of not letting anything get in the way. The wild dogs, the the two drunk guys in the truck that wanted to pick us up, that the wet clothes and the wet boots, and the, all the different obstacles that we faced to get to the top not being able to contact my wife for the first 30 minutes, her phone would would not, she wouldn't answer because her phone screen was being replaced in the shop. And so, you know, all of these things and so many, so many more. Um, let this day be a day where you take a few moments and you just listen and get somewhere quiet. A space, maybe it's in your room, maybe it's outside. Go outdoors if you can. And just listen, just be. And hopefully you'll begin to to hear the affirmation of your Father and what He thinks about you, what He feels about you. Even in your shame, even in your darkness, even in your pain. That He says, you're lovely. That He says, I believe in you. I created you to know me. I created you for so much more. This is Hearts of Men. And I'm thankful. I'm grateful for you. I'm thankful that I can share my feelings, my emotions, my journey with you. And I'd love to hear from you as well. And so please reach out to me, send me a message so we can post it on here how these are blessing you in some way. We'll talk soon.